Hello, and welcome to the Tao Te Ching for Everyday Living. I'm your host, Dan Casas-Murray. This podcast is for the Tao curious, those looking for a random bit of wisdom once in a while, or for those who want to dive into this wonderful teaching. I've been studying the Tao Te Ching for just short of a year now, and have reconnected with a natural feeling of inner peace and contentment. I don't hold a doctorate, nor am I qualified to teach anything about the Tao Te Ching. I'm just an ordinary person who has experienced the wonderful side effects of following the Tao. Since everyone's experience with this wisdom is different, the only thing that I can hope for is that mine helps you to connect with a Tao in your own unique, personal way. Feel free to listen to each episode a day at a time, or anytime you need a quick Tao shot. You can listen while you're on your way to work, or after that, when you're winding down. It's always a good time to observe the Tao. In each episode, we'll do four things. One, we'll read a verse of the Tao Te Ching. Two, I'll break it down into everyday language. Three, I'll share my own thoughts and experience. And four, I'll leave you with a couple of the many ways you can put the Tao into practice for yourself. That's pretty much how I've been practicing the Tao every day. By listening to Lao Tzu, reflecting on his words of wisdom, listening to other comments, and trying to practice them in everyday life. Thanks for joining me today and enjoy this episode of the Tao Te Ching for Everyday Living. Verse 23, Choosing One Nature is brief in its speech. Thus, a tempest does not last a whole morning, nor does a rainstorm last a whole day. What is it that causes the wind and rain? It is heaven and earth. Even heaven and earth cannot be long in their outbursts. How much less, then, can humanity be in it? Therefore, in the pursuit of Tao, those tending toward Tao will identify with Tao. Those tending toward virtue will identify with virtue. Those tending toward failure will identify with failure. To those identified with Tao, Tao will gladly extend welcome. To those identified with virtue, virtue will gladly extend welcome. To those identified with failure, failure will gladly extend welcome. When one's own faith is inadequate, it will not evoke faith from other people. That's verse 23 of the Tao Te Ching, translated by Henry Wei. Next, let's break it down. This verse has three parts to it, and will take each part, one idea, at a time. Part 1 says that if nature can't be in its own will, how can humanity? Part 2 says choose whatever you want to choose and it will welcome you. And part 3 says choose the Tao and you'll have its power at your fingertips. So one of the things that I'd like to just establish in the beginning is Lao Tzu here talks about virtue. And I think the idea of virtue is basically the direct translation of 
De in the Tao De Jing. <laughs> um, and so that character is basically, it means virtue, virtue with like a capital V. So, you know, when we're talking about the translation of the Tao De Jing, it's actually the book of the way of virtue. So it's sort of, you know, th- there's other translations that have called it character with a capital C. Um, I guess the, the main takeaway is that's what we mean by virtue. It's, it's the day part in the Tao De Jing. <laughs> okay. So, um, anyways, there's that. Okay. So if part one says nature can't be in its own will, how can humanity? And I like the way this is kind of put, it's like, okay, well, you know, storm doesn't last, you know, decades. It doesn't last years. It doesn't last months. Maybe, I don't know, some of the larger storms that we've seen on earth, maybe they take, I don't know, a couple of days to a week but 10 days tops, right? Um, and then it passes basically. And so if, if a storm doesn't last that long, what does, what, what is it that makes humanity think that it can last, make any lasting impact on earth? Um, and you know, using its own will and everything, right? Okay. So part two talks about choosing. So, where we talk about that is is when we're saying like those tending toward Tao will identify with Tao. So choose the Tao, choose virtue, or choose failure. I've in any case, any of those aspects will gladly extend welcome, says Lao Tzu. Gladly extending okay, so I basically I I feel like this this part is really just telling us, look, you create what you think about. Whatever you want to do is fine with a Tao, basically. It's kind of my interpretation of it. And then part three says, well, okay, look, if it, it, it kind of says it a little back, like a little counterintuitively, it says when one's own faith is inadequate, it will not evoke faith from other people, which I feel is another way to say, or maybe the opposite or the, the reciprocal way to say, uh, look, when you do have faith, other people understand that and they have faith in you. Um, in my opinion, that kind of sounds like choose the Tao and you'll have its power at your fingertips. Sort of, it's sort of like a counterintuitive way to look at that. Um, but that what I took from it was, okay, look, if, if I'm going to practice the Tao, I will be able to receive the gifts of the Tao. And if I don't, because it's cool, I have a choice, right? Um, I'm not going to receive those gifts. Well, how do I experience those other gifts? Largely from other people. And that's why I feel it's okay to say when one's own faith is inadequate, it will not evoke faith from others, right? So the key in, in all this is others. Okay, so to wrap that up, let's remember that verse 23 has three parts to it. Part one says that if nature can't be in its own will, how can humanity? Part two says, choose whatever you want to choose and it will welcome you. Part three says, choose the Tao and you'll have its power at your fingertips. Now, let's put that back together. Now read verse 23 again. Nature is brief in its speech. Thus, a tempest does not last a whole morning, nor does a rainstorm last a whole day. What is it that causes the wind and rain? It is heaven and earth. Even heaven and earth cannot be long in their outbursts. 
how much the less can humanity be in its? Therefore, in the pursuit of Tao, those tending toward Tao will identify with Tao. Those tending toward virtue will identify with virtue. Those tending toward failure will identify with failure. To those identified with Tao, Tao will gladly extend welcome. To those identified with virtue, virtue will gladly extend welcome. To those identified with failure, failure will gladly extend welcome. When one's own faith is inadequate, it will not evoke faith from other people. Let's take a look at some of the things that this verse made me think about today when considering choosing one. There are three things. The first one is the deceptive nature of self-importance. The second is choosing. And the third are the gifts of the Tao. The deceptive nature of self-importance. The first part of this verse really hits home only after Lao Tzu asks the question, who are we to think that it's possible to impose our will on the nature of things? What he says is perfectly observable at first. Storms, even though they can produce incredible damage, are temporary. Other acts of nature follow the same pattern. So if nature, a thing much bigger than us, doesn't have the wherewithal to be a lasting force, we certainly shouldn't think that we can best it. <laughs> A look through world history will tell that empires rise and fall. There are so many examples. Businesses come and go. Human beings are born, live, and die. So why do I find myself thinking that I can make things happen? That I can affect the way of things to bring about certain realities? I mean, isn't that what we tell ourselves in our stories, our movies, and our books? That we have the power? We have all these examples of larger-than-life personalities, from age-old religious traditions or the newest superhero movie where the force of human nature overcomes evil and sets things right in the universe, at least in a lot of Western stories I'm aware of. Well, I'd like to argue that in any case, anytime you see a hero in a story affecting great change, that hero isn't actually doing anything. So... As an experiment, I challenged myself to think about what I actually did on a particular day. So here's an example. I got up, communed with the universe in meditation, drove to the city, helped 20 people start businesses, and drove back. Then I wrote a world-changing blog entry, hung out with some friends, and helped my wife close the shop down for the night. That's what my brain told me I did. But what did I actually do? I opened my eyes and I sat there for a while. Then I got in a car and sat down again for about 40 minutes. Then I talked to people by moving my mouth around. And then I sat down again. <laughs> then I moved my fingers around, just typing. And then I moved my arms and legs around in the same room as my wife. Physically, I really just expended energy. <laughs> what did I really do? My, my thought is that Somehow, somewhere, I convince myself that I'm actually creating things, that I'm a force of nature, that I'm changing the world, when in reality, I'm kind of occupying space, moving around in it, and expending energy doing it. Maybe that's why I'm tired at the end of the day. 
maybe I'm more tired than I should be simply because I'm listening to my brain tell me that I'm doing important things and then attaching emotional energy to it all. (laughs) It seems to me that I think I am making much more of a difference than I actually am. Now, I'm not saying that what I do isn't valuable or leaves people better off or worse off. I'm not even saying that I'm not making a difference in what I choose to do with my time here. I'm just looking at things differently. Like, there's a difference between what I think I'm doing and what I actually do. So, maybe I feel like it's my job to create lasting change to society, or to leave my mark while I'm alive, or to leave a legacy to my family. Those are pretty epic things, aren't they? At the end of the day, I could save myself a lot of headache and used up energy by realizing that maybe, while I'm doing things I felt compelled to do, the outcome of my actions is quite different than what I make it out to be. I think I'm meditating so I could be all elevated and stuff. <laughs> but perhaps I'm becoming still so I can be aware of the Tao's subtle signals. I think I'm crossing great distances to impart knowledge on others. Perhaps I'm really just going where I'm called to help others. I think I'm creating change in awareness with my writing. Perhaps I'm just sharing my human experience with other humans. I think I'm serving my wife and being a good spouse. Perhaps I'm just helping her not feel so alone. In my perception, it's most likely the case that there are other reasons why I'm doing what I'm doing. And that there's a greater influence at work that has other conclusions in mind. We are expressions of the Tao and quite powerless over it. But that's okay because I think the lesson in this verse is I don't need to tell myself I'm doing all these awesome epic things. The Tao is doing them. I'm just that vessel, the instrument through which the Tao is flowing. All I need to do is what seems to be the next right thing. The Tao kind of handles the rest. And so just like a storm, what I do passes. The effect that I have on things that I've intentionally created pass. But the Tao is what is permanent. So it would follow that whatever I do with the Tao is a lot less impermanent. Okay, but see, here's the thing. I do get a vote. (laughs) Which is cool, right? How awesome is that? Just by virtue of being conscious, I can choose to resist the Tao or go with it. And when I go with the Tao, I'm able to use its power to create things much bigger than I. So I can stop telling myself that I'm so important and I'm doing all these awesome things because I'm not. But I do get a chance to influence how things go with the act of creation, which is what we'll talk about next. Choosing. The first part of this verse is pretty awesome because it leaves me with a feeling of I don't need to keep doing things for the sake of doing them. Things balance out eventually. And look, if nature can't do it, how arrogant is it of me to think that I can keep managing things? Now, the second part, whatever I think about, I attract. Or, put another way, whatever I think about, it welcomes me. Either way, the revelation is the same. I am a creator, no matter if it's conscious or unconscious. 
Lao Tzu seems to imply here that we have a choice in everything we do, and it begins with our intentions and attitudes. I've noticed there are three ways we can create with our thoughts, our words, and our actions. We create with our thoughts. This is pretty easy to see. In fact, anytime we create something in our 3D reality, it begins with a thought. Think about the last project you worked on or that smile that you deliberately put on someone's face. It all started with an intention or thought. Next, we create with our words. That beginning thought of ours needs a little movement, doesn't it? We're able to communicate our thoughts to others and what we say holds meaning. So I can put a picture of something into someone else's head with my words. That smile we talked about? What if it happened because I said something nice? Finally, we create with our movements. As beings with a physical aspect to ourselves, we are privileged to be able to move matter around with our bodies. So, a typical creation chain, as I like to call it, can look like this. I think a thing, I verbalize it, or communicate it in drawings, stories, or whatever, and then I act on it, bringing the thought into the material world. Another chain can look like this. I think of a person, and a day or two later they show up in my life. Still another chain can look like this. I think of a particular set of circumstances, and the universe seemingly conspires to bring those circumstances together. <laughs> it's powerful, isn't it? Now here's the thing. I'm creating all the time. It's what I do as a human. It's what all of us do as humans. Have you noticed that your brain doesn't really ever shut off? It may change states or activities, but it never really shuts down. Which must mean that since we begin creation processes with our thoughts, and certainly just having a thought counts as creation, we never stop creating. Our creative state is always on. If that seems overwhelming, it's because it is. <laughs> but we have a tool to deal with that, and that's our left brain, our left brain's hemisphere. That thing helps us focus here and there, so we're not in a constant state of sensory or even cognitive overload. The point is that since I'm always creating, it must be true that I'm always affecting the states of the universe with my thoughts, consciously or unconsciously. I'd argue that most of what we create, volume-wise, is unconsciously done. Like, for example, I'm only able to actually concentrate on probably maybe 5 or 10% of what I actually think about. That's just a guess, by the way. <laughs> There's no proof. So if I were interested in directing or at least taking an active part in that whole unconscious side of things, how do I do that? I mean, is that even possible? Now, at this point, other folks may say to me, because I may have heard from one time or another, Dan, you're overthinking things again. Okay, sure. Okay, let's, let's say that. But let's look at this just a little bit more, if you'll please humor me for a moment longer. What if I could direct my unconscious thinking and create more beautiful things more of the time? Well, Lao Tzu seems to say that that is possible. He says, when one chooses the Tao, the Tao happily accepts. When one chooses Dei, or character, virtue, 
character happily accepts. And when one chooses abandonment of the Tao or failure, that happily accepts. The idea here is that we create what we choose. For me, an awesome thing happened after I started reading the Tao Te Ching every day. I don't know when it occurred precisely, but I can tell you unequivocally that at some point, maybe around the six-month mark, I noticed that my automatic negative thinking was being replaced slowly by automatic positive thinking. And the noticeable result inside was that I didn't feel as uptight. My thoughts were more clear, more of the time. And the people around me, I saw them smiling more. In fact, I can be pretty sure that I'm going to get a hug from at least one person every day. Sometimes I get like 10 hugs. Somehow, by choosing the Tao, I have changed my unconscious creation from what it was, which was an isolating kind of negative feeling, to what it is now, which is a loving, compassionate, and connected feeling. Okay, maybe not 100% of the time, but more than it was before. Of course, challenges arise in my life. Challenges in which I'd prefer not to participate. But it's a lot easier than before. So maybe I can't choose to stop my brain from working all the time, but I can most certainly choose which directions my thoughts take. If I want to stay outside of harmony, that's totally my choice, and the Tao doesn't care. If I want to stay inside harmony, that's totally my choice, and by definition, the Tao doesn't care. I'm welcomed either way. Okay, so next, let's take a look at what happens when I do choose the Tao and the awesome consequences when I can use the Tao's power to create. The Gifts of the Tao Have you ever had an experience when everything seemed right with the world? I have, once in a while. I like to call that feeling contentment. And how about the feeling that you get when your gut is telling you something? Like you get an intuition or a gut feel about a particular thing or situation, and maybe you listen to it, and maybe it turns out that that feeling was right. It's my experience that every time I have a gut feel about something, it is right. Only, I frequently don't listen to it because my big brain, or big ego actually, is telling me that it is right. What about that feeling you get when you've created something? It doesn't have to be art. I'm mostly talking about what we just discussed in the second part of this verse. There's times when we can be aware of when we thought about something, talk about it, and then bring it into reality with our actions. Isn't it beautiful? Don't things just feel in flow when you've completed your work? And what about healing someone else with a smile, with a hug, with a friendly ear when you listen? What's the feeling you get when you know you've helped another person? Finally, how about those times when you're in a group and for a moment, everything is going just the way it should. You're feeling everyone and they're feeling you. And there's this electric energy that's in the room or space that you're in. I feel this mostly when I'm dancing with others at a family event or even a party with friends. It seems at that moment that I am a part of and still belong to everyone else at the same time. These are some of the gifts that I have experienced with the Tao. In his book, How to Know God, Deepak Chopra 
talks more about these experiences in a nicely profound manner. In fact, this book was what helped me to categorize these spiritual feelings I've had with a Tao. While there are many different expressions, types, and feelings I get from the Tao, these are the main ones that I experience. But here's the thing. Myself puts a muffler on those experiences. I've found that when I'm placing importance on the things I think, I'm blocking these gifts from me. Anytime I'm not in harmony with the Tao, I don't get to experience those gifts. Remember when we talked about impartiality in verse 5, the straw dogs? How the Tao doesn't care one way or another if you're in harmony with it? That's the beauty of the Tao, isn't it? I get to choose if I'll humble myself enough to remember that I am not the Tao. My humanness is a temporary expression of it. I can't really make huge lasting changes to nature like I think. Nope. What I can do is tap into the power of the Tao and use it to consciously create. And in so doing, I experience the gifts of the Tao just like we talked about. So I suppose the main takeaway from verse 23 is this. I am not the force or will that I think I am, but the Tao is there and always on. And if I can humble myself enough, I can use the power of the Tao to consciously create for myself and others. It's my choice to fall into harmony with the Tao. But when I do, the things I experience are awesome and what make being human a true gift. So to wrap up my experience with this verse today and considering the principle of choosing one, I thought about three things. Number one is the deceptive nature of self-importance. Number two is choosing. And number three, the gifts of the Tao. For the final piece of this episode, let's consider how we can apply the principle of choosing one in this verse today. There are two things we can do. One, we can observe when we're trying to control things. And two, we can observe our choices. So let's bring to mind the beginning of our day today. What were we thinking about? Were we mentally making lists of things we needed to do or making actual lists? Notice how in a moment of reviewing what we're supposed to do today, we feel a little like lining up at a starting line. Maybe we're preparing ourselves for a long, hard battle. Or we're setting up internal expectations on how things are supposed to go. Maybe we're feeling good, thinking of all the pleasant things that are supposed to be happening today. I'd like you to pause for a moment. And if you're listening to this at night or during the day, just think back to when you started planning for the day and just pause and wonder, am I actually doing the things that are on my list or am I merely setting my intention? Are they actual things that I'm doing or do I think I'm doing these things? Am I the one creating these results or is the Tao creating the results or the intended end state of my actions today? Ask yourself, if I participate by showing up, serving others, and not worrying if the goal actually gets accomplished, can I allow the Tao to bring to fruition my goals for the day? As a side note, I find this easy in concept, 
but difficult to practice. There's really a fine line between actively participating with a DAO and doing nothing, and my tendency is to stay focused by worrying about outcomes rather than just making myself available. I have found, though, that allowing the DAO to bring things to me requires much less energy expenditure on my part. And I found that the results I get are better than what I could have planned or executed myself. Okay, let's now have a look at how we can choose what we see today. Lao Tzu says that if one chooses the Tao, the Tao is glad to welcome that person. If one chooses abandonment of the Tao, abandonment is glad to welcome that person. We can apply this two ways. By looking at things we thought were bad yesterday and seeing that there was good in them that we neglected to acknowledge, or we can actively practice looking for the good when we feel bad. (laughs) So let's call up yesterday in our mind. What happened? Was there anything that seemed unfair? Anything that irritated you? Was there anything that happened that made you feel angry or sad? We'll just sit with this for a moment. Now let's take a moment to wonder, in everything surrounding that off-center moment, what Good things did I possibly miss because I was focusing on my negative feelings. In that particular situation, even though it seemed bad, was there a good aspect to it? Even if it was tiny? Was there something I learned? Was there something I was able to do differently? And despite how I felt about it, did it throw off the balance of the universe? (laughs) Could it be that my reaction to what happened when compared with the greater environment was maybe just a couple of chemicals floating around in my bloodstream called emotions? (laughs) Now, let's ask, like the morning squall, did those emotions pass? When I woke up this morning, were those feelings as intense or did things seem better? As we go about our days, let's try our best to remember that we are mere observers of the living, working, always in motion Tao. We move matter around, we talk and channel Tao energy through us to others and we experience internal creation with our daily thoughts. Let's try to remember that we aren't the ones doing epic things. The Tao does them. Let's remember that whatever happens, it's always temporary, never permanent. Let's also remember that at any time, we can choose which aspect of the Tao we are observing. We can choose the seemingly good or the seemingly bad. We can choose the Tao, 
or we can choose abandonment of the Tao. Finally, let's remember that when we do choose the Tao, we we become receptacles of the many gifts the Tao delivers to us. And that will wrap it up today. To consider the principle of choosing one, I can do two things. Number one is I can observe when I am trying to control things. And number two, I can observe my choices. To close this episode out, I'll leave you with a final reading of verse 23 of the Tao Te Ching, translated by Henry Wei. Nature is brief in its speech. Thus, a tempest does not last a whole morning, nor does a rainstorm last a whole day. What is it that causes the wind and the rain? It is heaven and earth. Even heaven and earth cannot be long in their outbursts. How much the less can humanity do it? Therefore, in the pursuit of Tao, those tending toward Tao will identify with Tao. Those tending toward virtue will identify with virtue. Those tending toward failure will identify with failure. To those identified with Tao, Tao will gladly extend welcome. To those identified with virtue, virtue will gladly extend welcome. To those identified with failure, failure will gladly extend welcome. When one's own faith is inadequate, it will not evoke faith from other people. Thanks for listening to an episode of the Tao Te Ching for Everyday Living with your host, Dan Casas-Murray. This podcast is for the Tao curious, those looking for a random bit of wisdom once in a while, or for those who want to dive into this wonderful teaching. In each episode, we do four things. One, we read a verse of the Tao Te Ching. Two, we break it down into everyday language. Three, we discuss my own thoughts and experience with the Tao. And four, we look at a couple of the many ways you can put the Tao into practice for yourself. That's pretty much how I've been practicing the Tao every day. By listening to Lao Tzu, reflecting on his words of wisdom, listening to other comments, and trying to practice them in everyday life. I'm pretty sure that as I learn about and experience more of the Tao, all my thoughts and lessons will change. I wish the same for you as you grow along your journey. If you found something meaningful in this podcast and would like to discuss it with others, I'd like to encourage you to subscribe to the subreddit Taoism. That's reddit.com slash r slash Taoism. Also, I'd invite you to share this podcast with friends if you think it would benefit them. As always, I wish you love, compassion, and peace. Thanks for listening.